you didn't have that advanced pro grade Marco Polo game down. No, no, I Just was a, only a the hobby grade. Yeah, I was a hobbyist. <laughs> I was a hobbyist Marco Polo. <laughs> only only dipped my toe in the pool twice, as they might say. Ha! Ah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what the is going on down there? Welcome to a brand new day here on WTFTFW. It's July 11th, 2017, episode 467. I'm joined by Seth Buzzard. Hi, how's it going? It's going real discordant, Seth, because this is oh. our first... Actually, this is... Okay, this is our first episode we're recording on Discord. The first thing ever recorded on Discord is actually in our uh, Transformers 5 roundtable. Uh, the secret ad- added bit near the end for those of you who listened. If you didn't listen, then, like, what are you? you know, why are you here? What, what are you doing? What are you doing? That was a long podcast, Seth. Yeah. It was. Uh, I, well, uh, so I, I made an assumption in the bit we added on the end, which was that you and the other other two guys probably are feeling a little bit done talking about that movie for a while. Who shall rename and nameless? Those who shall <laughs> remain nameless and Aaron and CJ. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Seth, are you feeling are you feeling kind of kind of movie flummoxed, or did you feel like you were ready to go for another round? Yeah, well, it depends on how much later it would have been, um, and yeah. what it depended <laughs> on the questions. Like if if like I haven't heard it yet, um, yeah, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> but like if I had seen the questions and I was like, ah, I don't think I have anything interesting to say, then then uh, I I wouldn't have cared. Uh, maybe. I'll hear the questions and go, oh man, I could have said something really good there and made a really good cogent point, but, uh, uh, you know, I'll get over it. It's Uh, it's not the worst thing. If that's the worst thing to happen all week for me, then you'd be like, I'm I'm doing all right. Yeah. (laughs) I'd be pretty lucky. Well, one of the, one of the two questions was actually, it was, it's one that I I think was, it would have been great if I had seen it, if it had come in a day before, because it came in like right after, like the day after we recorded. And it was kind of funny because it was like about, about like very tight continuity points from movie one, two, and three into movie five. And they were all very well thought out, but the answer to each and every one of them was no. (laughs) The question was very specifically pointed to me. Yeah, so it was like, it's kind Seth. of funny. The question came in and it's, it was like, addressed Seth, directly what, to you. Well, just wondering what your thoughts on the movie were in relation to uh, your arcade cabinet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, well, Seth, we've got a little bit of news here. We're we're coming up on TFCon this coming weekend, but we got uh, a real big piece of news, and then we got some Transformers pictures that came in as well. But let's do the big news first. Um, San Diego Comic Con. 2017 this came out of nowhere uh they're having instead of like a gi joe exclusive or a joe transformers exclusive or blah 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 they're having a revolution based exclusive uh which is good it's, it's this is freaking cool i'm just gonna yeah. say right up front i think this is freaking cool makes me mad uh also <laughs> this is going to be available at fan expo in canada which means that the Fan Expo is a show that happens in my town, so it means I can actually legit see if I can get someone to mule me this set without having to pay a bunch of shipping on top. So no, I'm, why, I'm, why aren't you going to Fan Expo? Because, okay, there's two reasons. Number one, it costs a bunch of money. 
Number two, it's run terribly, is tremendously crowded, and everyone who's ever gone oh, has Lord. told me not to go. So I the closest I've been Fan Expo, uh, I think last Fan Expo, I sold something to Daryl from Transmissions. So I met him, out, him and uh, um, Dogcades, I met outside of Fan Expo on the sidewalk. And that's the closest I've ever been to Fan Expo. Man, I was counting on you to, you to mule me one. Well, I, you know, pester some people, you know? Hit up, no, hit up your was, San Diego peeps. I was going to pester you. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, like, okay, so I met up with those two guys, and they had, like, dealer badges. So I said, oh, do you guys get to skip a line? Skip lines? Just get straight into the dealer room? And they were like, well, we get to skip the line to get into the building, but then we have to line up to get into the dealer room. <laughs> and I was like, "You're ex- okay, good. So I should not go to Fan Expo. Still excellent. <laughs> it's the way that sounded to me. But uh, there's this, this big ass revolution uh, set in a big ass box, which is at least twice the you know over twice the height of Leader Jetfire, because the Transformers figure is Leader Jetfire uh, with no chrome. But there are also representatives from the Micronauts, Rom the Space Knight, Action Man, G.I. Joe, Mask, and friggin' Visionaries who aren't even in the comics yet. I asked about this on Twitter. Apparently the current Joe comic is hinting at the Visionaries, but uh, they are going to debut during First Strike. That's Um, so, like, the idea of the Visionaries in the same world as G.I. Joe just seems weird. Well, especially when it, it like this isn't some kind of modernization. That's frigging a visionary with a yeah. big stick with an owl on it. So that's why I went to Twitter. I was like, "Yo, what's up with where did vi- did I miss something?" And people were like, "No, they just hinted at them." And I'm like, "What does that even mean?" And like, what leads to that lyric showing up? They're gonna have to redo the theme song for visionaries. Redo the tagline from Knights of the Magical Light to Knights of the light that's technology that's a, a technology so advanced that it appears as magic <laughs> basically yeah oh yeah, call back to the uh, movie podcast whoa if you don't remember we made that joke like 17 times i'm pretty sure that was a bit now i actually forgot about it until you just brought it up and i remembered not only that we said it but yeah for like a good 10 minutes it was a bit where you say it over and over again uh, i like that bit yeah. uh other I things think, to note here. Oh, oh, good. I was gonna say, I think the micronauts are overrepresented in this package. Friggin' yeah, nine of them. <laughs> oh my god. You know, you know what else is kind of funny about this? Even like even without the micronauts, if you take the micronauts out, there is one villain toy in this. A very screwed dire wraith. <laughs> if you add in the micronauts. The, the numbers are still terrible because there's three bad guy micronauts and six good guy micronauts. So the the bad guys in this set are three tiny people and a zombie, basically. <laughs> Fighting against Rom the Space Knight, Action Man, Matt Tracker, Lyric, Roadblock, and Jetfire, and six of the Micronauts. Evil loses in this box set. So um, do the modern Dire Race look anything like that? Because that looks nothing like the old school Marvel Dire Race. Yeah, in uh, in IDW, at least from what I saw in uh, Revolution, I still am a bad person. I still haven't gone back to actually read the ROM book yet, even though I heard it's very good. But Dire Wraiths were one of the main villain forces in Revolution, and they are primarily uh, kind of like body snatchers. Um, not all of them, but the majority of Dire Wraiths are body snatchers. So that's why this is like a G.I. Joe with Dire Wraith parts coming out. Because um, one of the big threads in Revolution is like, a number of G.I. Joes were actually dire wraiths, and then Joes had to, like, hunt down their friends and stuff. Yeah, I'm uh, looking at pictures of IDW dire race, and some of them have a head that's very similar to that. 
There's one Figure. other thing I don't about see ten alarms though. The one other thing about IDW Dire Wraiths is that across the course of Revolution and its tie-ins, at least three different artists drew them in three completely different ways. Yeah, that's what I'm noticing looking so, at these pictures. <laughs> so this is an accurate Dire Wraith in at least, you know, one angle. <laughs> uh, the continuity that there is no continuity to what they look like. More like yeah. Diarrhea Race. <laughs> Ask me. Whoa. <laughs> that's a... Uh... Man, I can't even keep up with that. You're you're in a car and I'm running along on the sidewalk. That's how fast that was. Yeah. Um, so Seth, Woo. I kind of I kind of blew the lead in saying that I think this set is friggin' cool and I actually really want it. How are you feeling about this set? I think it's a fat boss set. Um, yeah. The only thing that doesn't get me excited is Jetfire because I got that mold. Yeah. Um, and I have the Matt Tracker that came out a bunch of years ago in G.I. Joe, but it looks like they made some tweaks. Yeah, the, um, uh, I'm actually really impressed at how much they updated the figure to go uh, along with the comic book design. Well, uh, I think I read he's going to have a new head. Yeah. So I'm um, sure it's going to be like, because in, in IDW, scroll, scroll down. A, scroll down. Oh, okay. Because uh, there, there's a close-up of him holding his helmet. And he uh, has a straight-up new head. He's under roadblock. He's, he's a different ethnicity, and yeah, there he is. Yeah. Yeah, so that makes sense that he would have a new head. Yeah. That roadblock, I like his mutton chops a lot. That's I really a, like that roadblock. He looks awesome. Apparently that's a canceled uh, Renegades roadblock. I thought it invoked Renegades. Yeah, apparently this was the Renegades roadblock that never came out. So that's that's okay. also kind of cool. Yeah, especially if you collected them, Renegade versions, which I didn't. Yeah. Um, and uh, Action Man, I don't know. Like, I think everyone who's a G.I. Joe figure kind of has a new head, because um, I don't know my my Joe bodies that well. But Action Man looks pretty darn good, considering the source material screenshot right below him. Like, he's got the, he's got the orange lines where they're supposed to be. Uh, he looks like a young guy, because IDW Action Man is a new Action Man who took on the mantle. Ooh, mantle of action man yeah and also he is best friends with cup him and cup are like a duo now and it's kind of awesome action it, cup it, it kind of bums me out that we're getting Jetfire in this set instead of cup because cup is also cup and uh, sovereign are the two transformers who are mostly in revolutionaries uh <laughs> two I, action I got, men one cup that's right <laughs> I got given a good reason why is they probably wanted a leader sized transformer so that the transformer figure would look a lot bigger than everyone else. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense. Um, and then uh, I think this ROM, the Space Knight, looks really cool even though the cloth thighs look kind of bad. Yeah, uh, it looks like it's the armored Cobra Commander legs. Okay. Um,. Yeah, I'm guessing that's what the legs are. I mean, the the lower part, like the shin bits and like the little flare above the ankle, I'm pretty sure those are the armored Cobra Commander legs. Okay. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't I don't know my Joe parts super well. Um I like the new parts they made for this ROM look spectacular. Uh, yeah, the and torso the, and head look great. Yeah, the, the, the gun cloth looks great. The cloth bits almost let that stuff down a little bit. But then like and this is, you know, I'm I'm not trying to say this is why you should like it, but the reason why I, th I feel okay with the kind of cloth wrinkles is it makes it feel like this is like 
uh, an eighties era like Rom the Space Knight live action series costume. <laughs> Rom cosplay. Yeah, um, I don't know. There's something about it I kind of dig. Yeah, like a lot of the shapes, um, because you know I don't read IDW comics, um, but like the the reference picture they have for Rom below. Um, mm. This figure looks way more like it's invoking the original late seventies toy. Yeah, which is you know that's all right by me because I thought oh, yeah. that ish was the coolest when I was in kindergarten. There was one kid in all the school that had a ROM, and I was super jellyfish. <laughs> I I almost feel like you know making this a more retro ROM. Like I kind of I kind of like that because it's like. If you're going to make a figure of current IDW ROM, I'd rather it be, like, new from the ground up to look all, you know, anime robot, like the, the comic design. Um, and then we got the Dire Wraith, who's basically like a Joe zombie, but with a fish head. Yeah. Um, not much to say there, really. And then we got Lyric. He has a nice satchel. Oh, I missed the satchel. Yeah, he has a satchel. <laughs> he keeps his extra tentacles in there. Did you know that? I just made that up. That's not a thing. I mean, he could. There's nothing yeah. stopping him. They totally cheaped out on the visionary guy, though. So what's that? Holograms. So yeah, there's there's a so I saw a debate going on, wondering if the stickers on him right now are like placeholders while they're producing the holograms, which would be cool, but I wouldn't hold my breath for it. Uh, the other thing about this visionary is I have literally no idea how much of him is new. He looks completely new to me, but I'm sure he isn't. Yeah, the torso, chest, the waist, that all looks super new. Yeah. The puffy sleeves don't ring a bell immediately. It's been a long time since I've messed with my Joe collection. But they, they certainly do look like an existing Joe part. The legs do, but I'm not entirely certain like the the legs look familiar but it's not it's not ringing a bell the head may be reused like maybe it's like a leather neck or something he had a mustache yeah um i'm just not sure the helmet though and the weapons like i think the weapons look new is there is that whip look like it might be from a joe um i think croc master came with a whip okay Yeah, I don't. I don't know my Joes at all. I am the market for uh, for Joe parts reuse because I just keep thinking everything's new. Well, regardless of how many parts on this guy are new or not, it looks all new. Like at yeah. a glance, like nothing really sticks out to to look reused. Yeah, and it's it's freaking fantastic. Like just like a GI Joe visionary. Uh, it's the same feeling I got when they did that Matt Tracker all those years ago. Like, uh, it feels logical. It feels like, you know, the Joe body. It's not like a perfect toy body, but it's a real good one. And like other Hasbro owned properties appearing with Joe Bucks as their, you know, base bodies, like seems logical. Joe feels Buck. pretty good. Joe Buck. Uh, all these Micronauts, I think, are brand new, but they're also tiny. Um, they look really cool, though. Uh, I'm I'm kind of digging tiny tiny baron karza i don't know uh, that. is that the bad guy yeah he's the the, the one with the two yeah, big red rockets on his sounds back sounds like a bad guy name 
Some of these are definitely invoking old school Micronauts or Microman. Mm -hmm. Like uh, this green guy with the silver thing on his chest. Yep. Uh, Time traveler. Yeah, so the shape of some of these, like the the shape of the the fan wings on the uh, green female. Mm -hmm. Um, And and the red ones on the Acreer robot, too. Yeah. And then that bigger robot guy with like the Rock'em Sock'em robot arms. Yep. Um, I forget the name of that robot. I think it's called the Star. Well, no, there's a third party one called Star Robot, but it's something similar. Sunbot. Yeah. Uh, all these guys appeared in the Revolution crossover, if I remember right. At least I remember the robot, the girl, and uh, Acreer. Acreer was great because he's like straight up like a robot warrior, but he's like. When he saw giant transformers, he was all like, "These are my people." And he's, I don't know, it was pretty cool. He's like, "You guys are cool." And there was like some bit where he thought Snake Eyes was a giant robot, and like had a moment with Snake Eyes where he was like giving ups to Snake Eyes, and Snake Eyes gave him a thumbs up back or something like that. (laughs) All the Micronauts thought Snake Eyes was a giant robot. It was pretty funny. Um, that's weird um the, I mean, the they, unicycle guy looks like he has a fingertip for a head but yeah a little nub yeah. <laughs> well you know he's got a unicycle for a lower body as well like he's probably had he probably had a day yeah <laughs> some stuff uh, happened like him him and the orange dude i don't think we're in revolution as i remember it um but there was a time traveler in at least one panel and there's i don't think the pharoid is in here or the pharoid's like inside the robot uh, but but yeah, this uh this set I think is aces. Like it's not perfect. It's got its problems, but conceptually and delivery wise, like it's a it's a solid friggin' like worth looking into. Um, man, yeah, I would, I just hope, or I would think it would be cool if this was sort of like a glimpse to as to what they might be thinking to do with Joe in the future. Like yeah. if they bring, like if they brought back Joe. And then Visionaries, Mask, Rom, Action Man, all in the same scale. I think that would be pretty neat. And then you would have these multiple properties kind of going at the same time. They could even, like, technically be in the same packaging. Just, like, have, like, your Hasbro Action brand or whatever. And Yeah. uh, and maybe like a wave could be like a couple Joes, Rom, the Visionary, couple Mass dudes, or like something, and just have them all kind of together to kind of care carry each other. See what catches on. If something proves to catch on with the the kids more than anything else, then that the next time around those could get spun off into their own uh, own line or something. Yeah, uh, I saw that uh, idea floating around on Twitter that like, because I mean, Hasbro wants to have a lot of these properties unite in the cinematic universe. They've they've now had them all unite in the IDW continuity uh, and like a supporting toy line that is like, you know, if G.I. Joe just turns into the Hasbro verse toy line where, like you said, it's like it's not just Joe's anymore. It's like there's Joe, Mask, Visionary, Rom, Action Man. They're all you know, Micronauts all being done, you know, as what would have been a G.I. Joe line. And uh, just kind of you know making GI Joe not the headliner anymore, but just one of many represented properties, I think would be super friggin' cool. Um, so yeah, like if this is almost like a preview or a test run of the idea, yeah. 
I, I hope it goes well because like I, I think it it plays visually super strong. Yeah, and that could get me back into caring about that scale. Like yeah. I've completely abandoned that scale for a six inch as my primary collecting thing. But uh, well, there's there's not even much left. Like like for for three three quarter inch, it's like as far as stuff you actually could go to Walmart and buy. It's like, you know, the odd black series, you know, three, three quarter inch figure. And like, it seems half of those end up being like rehashed old toys anyway. Well, they have like a main Star Wars line three and a quarter slash four inch. Um, oh, I think oh, yeah, it, yeah. I think they're more four inch. And then um, there's the four inch Marvel figures. Yeah. But yeah, they're kind of. I don't know. There's a lot of Star Wars figures. <laughs> I was going to say that they're kind of on the decline, but there's a lot of Star Wars figures. Although the Star Wars figures, though, it's worth mentioning, are like they're mostly five to six points of articulation. And oh, then, yeah. like, every now and then you get one with an opening mouth, and it's like, that's cool, but it's it's hard to not think about the heyday of, uh, of that, you know, whatever it was called. Our classics collection, but you well, know what I mean. Star, Star Wars got weird, where it was like this weird mix of crummy articulation and amazing articulation, yeah. and sometimes it was hard to tell in the package what you were getting until you started moving the parts around and go, "Oh, this has no elbows." Dang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like the hunt for the ball socket hips. Yeah. Like that was that was when I, that's when I found that Jedi uh, J- Jedi Temple Archives review site where like they would just list the articulation at the bottom of each article, and then I was like, "All right, who all has ball joint hips? I'll make that into a list." <laughs> um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm super hyped about this box set. I hope I can get a hold of one uh, come Fan Expo time. Uh, they're also going to be selling it on HasbroToyShop.com. Uh, they'll be at SDCC. I would be surprised if it's not at Hascon. This seems like it was almost made for Hascon more than anything yeah. else. Well, uh, it doesn't have Magic the Gathering in it, so... What if they just slip a couple <laughs> Magic <laughs> cards, like, you know, into the box flap, like a surprise? Or what if they made figures based on Magic cards? Oh, jeez. You know, flat 2D rectangles. Oh, man, that would be even better. <laughs> and they got, like, they got, like, those, like, pin rivet things, so they have, like, you know, 2D puppet joints. That would be neat. <laughs> Action uh, cards. <laughs> anyway, um, that's the Revolution box set, as as far as we've seen so far. Uh, Takara Tomy today uh, released some photos of their December uh, Transformers Legends releases, which is more okay. Titans Return stuff. Uh, and there was some interesting things in here. Uh, starting off with Octane, who is going to come with two Titan Masters. Uh, of course, he's also got different paint. His Titan Master is painted up a lot nicer than ours and looks like a little Octane. And he also comes with a second Titan Master, who is the Ghost of Starscream as a Titan Master. And I kind of like this idea of, like, Starscream possessing literally bodies. <laughs> and then, like, they worked it into the bit where uh, Octane has got the flip-up laser optimus shoulders, because he's, you know, using the same mold. Um, and so when they flip up, they painted them to be red, so it's like when those flip up, they're like the things on, on Starscream's shoulders. Uh, I think that's really cool. Uh, it's it's a neat little idea. It was already built into the toy anyway. Um, and so just adding in the second Titan Master, who seems to be a new Titan Master, at least as far as the face sculpt. Super cool idea, I think. 
Um, yeah, it doesn't seem like it photographs very well, though. No! Um, <laughs> because when I first saw these pictures, I was like, what the hell is this supposed to be? Is this supposed to be a ghost of Star? Ugh. It looks like jelly candy in the head mode. Yeah. Like, I'm sure it looks better in person. Yeah. And maybe if it was photographed with lighting that, you know, better accentuates it it would it would look fine in pictures i just think it's a bad picture <laughs> yeah um but it, the octane body itself also i think looks pretty good doesn't seem to have uh any kind of like weird stickering going on i can't remember if octane has stickers in america i haven't seen one and i didn't really look into it too much but the bit with the starscream thing makes this uh a, a pretty tempting pre-order to throw down for me um, just making use of those shoulder bits for the sake of this kind of dumb, like, not, I don't even want to call it like a new gimmick. It's just like the parts were there. So what if we make a thing out of it? Like, I kind of like that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> um, we also got pictures of their slug slinger. Uh, who's going to guess what? He's going to come with a target master like all the rest of them. Uh, he's very blue. Uh, so he does not look a lot like the G1 toy. Uh, who to me, like, and I always think of Slug Slinger as the G1 toy as far as his color scheme, which is gray and turquoise. So I'm having a little bit of trouble with this Slug Slinger who is extremely blue. Um, certainly looks good. Uh, it's just, you know, it doesn't scream Slug Slinger to me in his color scheme. But uh, the Target Master looks good. Uh, he's got a little pilot Titan Master as well. Titan Master head sculpt looks fine. Like, he seems very inoffensive. Um, Seth, how do you feel about this Slug Slinger? Uh, he looks happy. Yeah, he's jazzed. Uh, and he's cliff jumpered. I um, got two. Oh, I was going to say, I got two cockpits. But... Um, yeah, I mean, it looks fine. I mean, it's it's one of those deals where I'm just going to stick with the North American release because it's cheaper and easier to get. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, it's kind of a bummer that we don't get the Target Masters. I think that's the only thing that really um, stands out to me. I, and I'd really like to see a Target Master done with some turquoise instead of blue, just because like, I like the turquoise on Toy Colors Slug Slinger. Um, my fingers are still crossed that those Titan Masters are, or uh, Target Masters are going to make their way over here somehow, um, even if it's just in like a weird box set. But uh, speaking of weird deep cuts, they're Bumblebee. Uh, number one. Uh, looks pretty good as far as his paint job, you know, much better painted than the one we got. Uh, and he's coming with exosuit spike, you know, his partner from transformers, the movie, the, the guys who run that moon base. So number one, the exosuit target ma- or Titan master looks, his head looks real funny. What with them <laughs> painting flesh on the face only. Um, so like the cuts on this are pretty crazy. So bumblebee and spike, like in the movie, spike turns into a cerebros head, like in rebirth with, which Japan never got. Uh, or at least they, you know, they didn't get it in time with their their usual, you know, how they saw the show play out. And then the double weird part is for a character who never really existed in Japan, they also made a new f- sculpt for the Cerebro's head mold because there's a side by side up on the site of the Hasbro version and this new version, and their version looks kind of better than ours. Um, so it's, it's kind of a cool deep cut because in Rebirth there was a whole thing of like Spike going like I'll be the head of Cerebro's or something if I remember right. Um, and I'll Seth, farm the head. Yeah, Voltron was the best Transformer. That's an old one. That's a very old one. Uh, Seth, how do you feel about Spike and and uh, Bumblebee? Um, 
Yeah, the the spike head is real weird. Now it kind of okay. So in the picture where you see him in head mode, mm-hmm. it looks like there's a little fleshy bit. Is it like with the the ghost of Starscream head where? Like, when you look at that picture, there's, like, the black part and then the clear around it. Yeah. Is it just... Is that inner piece flesh-painted oh. and then there's a clear shell over it? Like, the the bubble canopy on the exosuit? In that case, that looks like we're seeing... So, you know, you see how in his robot mode picture, you know, he's got that weird splotch of flesh paint on his face? Yeah. It looks like his head is clear plastic and what we're seeing in the head mode picture is the back of the paint job. So, like, that's the back of the flesh paint that's on his face. Okay. Is the impression I'm getting. Yeah, that might be how they did it. Because it's a similar thing on that that Starscream ghost. There's... Yeah. It's mostly clear, and then there's some black inside. Yeah, it looks like the paint's on the inside, and it's kind of like a jelly coating, almost. It's weird. kind of dig it. I kind of like the spike thing, too. <laughs> Um, and then we, uh, we got to look at their perceptor and, uh, their perceptor is going to come with, uh, with the, is it Ramhorn? Yeah, it's Ramhorn. Um, the, the new shuffler re remolded Ramhorn. Fake shuffler. Yeah. He's the shuffler. He's the retool. The shuffler retool. Fake, fake shuffler. Bogus shuffler. Shuffler for people who couldn't find shuffler. That's right. Uh, unfortunately it does not seem like he's coming with the Ramhorn, uh, Titan master. So I wonder if that's going to be packed in with someone else, like what they did with Repugnus, which was super weird. Um, also, Perceptor coming with Ramhorn, it's kind of weird. Like, I guess you could say it's an 86 movie reference, because there was a scene with Perceptor and cassettes. But that's a stretch. Anyway, he, he looks fine, but he doesn't really look as... Uh, as aside from all the, the really nice paint on Ramhorn. Is it Ramhorn? I'm going to look that up, actually. That's bothering me. Ramhorn. I've been following it's Ramhorn. your lead. <laughs> It's Ramhorn. <laughs> like, I thought that was right. Am, am I just agreeing to lies? Like, every I time I said... Right. Every time I said Ramhorn out loud, it sounded wrong. And I don't know why. Uh, anyway, like, the paintwork on Ramhorn and, you know, the Titan Master version of Perceptor, like, you know, having paint on it certainly looks better, but the, the Perceptor body isn't really screaming improvement to me as much as the other ones yeah it doesn't seem very different yeah um, and the ram horn is pretty good for being a knockoff of shuffler but um mm-hmm. yeah that's pretty good what is it about his name it just sounds fake ram horn every time i say it it doesn't sound right ah it's, i don't even understand it's bothering me uh anyway those were the new picture drops from Takara Tomy. Seth, it sounds like nothing here is really like making you go, oh, I better get that version uh, over the American one. No, but that's been the case with like all the Japanese version. I mean, I just, well, some of them if, are very nice, but it's just like I already, in a lot of cases, it's I already have that figure. Like yeah. I have the American figure and it's like, well, I already have it and I just, I just keep, don't feel the need to replace what I have, sort of a thing. I keep wondering if we're going to hit the one that, like, breaks the chain finally. That, like, you know, it's the one where it makes you go, like, oh, man, I didn't want to buy any of these, but but I need I, I need me a, a, oh, man, I don't even know what actually would get Scourge. 
because I bought two American Scourges. Oh. So I need something slightly different than make the American ones the sweeps. Oh, they already put out their Scourge like a year ago. Yeah, I know. I slept on it. Bummer. Uh, but yeah, these are all going up for pre-order probably very soon, if not already, all over the place, because they're coming out, you know, in, uh, in December. Um, but that brings us to our listener question for this episode. Seth, are you Hello. ready? Yo, am I? Well, this one comes from Starscream0625, who says, hey, Vangelis and Team X. I even uh, did the thing with my hand there where I made an X in front of me. Uh-oh. Uh, as you grew through childhood, how did the nature of your collection change? Did you downsize or stop collecting altogether as teenagers because uh, playing with toys became less and less acceptable? Or did you continue on? Thanks for all that you guys do. You make even the most menial tasks such as commutes and housework enjoyable. Sincerely, Starscream0625. So, Seth, did you have uh, your periods where you were like, these are for babies? Uh, I don't think I got to the this is for babies kind of vibe. I just lost interest. Yeah. As I was getting older, like just my interest has changed. And so, yeah, I did totally. I was out of the toy thing by my teenage years. Um, I think it was kind of early 20s. I started looking at some stuff again. Like, I started collecting mm-hmm. those Star Wars action fleet vehicles when those hit. That was like my first kind of collecting toys again. Oh, no, that was around no, before that. Um, late teens, I think, when the uh, Toy Biz Marvel figure started starting. Oh, okay, yeah, those are way before. Because I think that, that Action Fleet stuff was in time with the special edition releases, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, like, with those those Marvel figures, I didn't really play with them. I just lined them all up on a shelf sort of a thing. And that mm. was more an extension of my comic collecting i felt then thinking i was a toy collector of some sort that always felt like the like the toy biz marvel figures it always kind of felt like what they were even when they were trying to push them as kids toys because i i remember almost never seeing them in toy stores all that much until like well into the x-men era of uh like those eight inch taller or whatever figures like in the big triangle boxes Uh uh-huh Cause like the original run of those toy biz figures, I only ever saw them in comic stores. Um, at least as far as I remember. Well, are you talking about the big plastic shell boxes that came with the comic and stuff? No, no. Um, it was like, you know, the, so they had the normal yeah. figures and then they had the ones which looked like they blew those ones up to be bigger. Oh, okay. Yeah. I was back out by the time those happened. Yeah, once those were coming out, that's when it felt like I saw those in actual toy stores more often. Uh, at least from my, you know, this me recollecting all the way back to grade school. But, uh, yeah, my, my own answer for this is there was an extremely brief period right after the start of Beast Wars uh, where I thought, maybe I should, why, why exactly am I still buying all these toys? And then I discovered toy collector magazines and then was like, oh... No, this is acceptable. And so I kind of never stopped. I just didn't really bring it up all that much in high school until around about grade 10. Um, grade 10, grade 11 is when I kind of came out as a toy collector at high school. Uh, and that was sort of in line with when... on a, and How do I describe this? Around about grade 10 is when at high school I somehow like... I, I moved into this social position in the social hierarchy that you have at a high school where... Uh, 
everyone thought that I was friends with everyone else. And it was, it was very interesting. Which character of the Breakfast Club are you? I have not yet seen the Breakfast Club, so I don't ah, know. It's pretty good. I heard it was pretty good. I, I heard if I go watch the new Power Rangers, it's kind of like the Breakfast Club, but then there's also a <laughs> robot fight at the end. So I might just they, watch uh, that. I hear the new Jumanji movie is the Breakfast Club with The Rock. <laughs> I keep forgetting that's real. I keep because there was a period where I thought everyone was joking about that movie. Have you seen the trailer? It's like all oh, these photoshops. These photoshops look pretty good, guys. And they, they were actually screencasts. Have you seen the trailer? I haven't. No. Oh boy. Oh boy. Do you know what the plot is? I heard it's a video game now. Oh boy. So four <laughs> kids get detention in high school. Okay. And like the Breakfast Club, they're all from different social groups. So there's the nerd, the big jock, the pretty girl, the other guy. I forget what the third guy is supposed to be. And then they find this old dusty video game system. And they hook it up. And they pick their characters at random and get sucked into the Jumanji. Oh, no! And then... In an amazing twist that makes even M. Night Shyamalan go, what? The characters they end up with are like totally the opposite of them. So the oh, big no. giant jock dude is Kevin Hart. And the the scrawny nerd is The Rock. And the, the, the pretty girl is Jack Black. Oh, so that's real. Because I heard that soundbite about... <laughs> some uh, the 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 you know fashion girl turning into jack black and i was like i don't like i heard it audially and i was like trying to process what that meant and i, I thought about it too hard and then i was like well that must be a joke that must be yeah. a gag they, like, and then someone turns into karen gillian who just looks man. like nebula without the blue makeup dresses laura croft <laughs> all right man it's probably like the the goth girl or something. I don't know. I, I forget what the fourth character was. Well, this, this also helped me remember what your classic high school clique stereotypes were. Yeah. Uh, so to, to finish my little story about where I fit Jumanji. in with that whole thing, where I would fit in in the Jumanji. Uh, so with the, with the drama nerds, I was able to walk over and have lunch with the drama nerds. I was able to walk and have lunch with the, the video game nerds. I was able to go and, have lunch with just about anywhere really uh like jocks were probably the hardest wall to crack anywhere through. that were nerds <laughs> uh but then i like, am I, the proto nerd <laughs> because i had gone to the canada winter games it had it took a year to gestate but then i suddenly had cred among a lot of the jocks as well uh at least like it was either they would they would talk to me or like they didn't really care either way um in a very like not passive aggressive just a like we're not gonna start stuff and i was like fine so most of like the back half of grade 10 onwards i was able to go wherever i wanted in that high school uh which i found out around the end of grade 11 was not common so uh that was interesting uh i got i got to float around the cliques rather than fit in with the cliques oh you're but, a social butterfly yeah, that that probably also like messed up my perception of social hierarchies in general cuz like I get annoyed at the idea like I get annoyed about the idea of like trying to figure out who to fit in with cuz I'm like well they should all just fit in with me. Uh so that probably messed me up that whole thing. Mm. <laughs> um anyway, I hope that also answered your question, uh Starscream 0625. 
because we're not going to talk about what we got this week. Seth, what did you get this week? Nothing on topic. Well, I got I got a couple on topic things, which I am going to grab pictures of from my Twitter. Because Seth, I got I got a secret about my my what I got this week's dun 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 secret. They're all third party. Oh God. I know. <sighs> third party. You might as well just be stealing money out of Don Hasbro's pocket. Whoa, wait, you know Don Hasbro? <laughs> well, I know of him. I mean, who doesn't? Are you wait, are you back are you backtracking now? Because you sounded like you know Don Hasbro. Well, I mean, not personally. Not personally like we we haven't gone to each other's birthday parties, or not personally like no, no, I've I had lunch I, with the man. No. No, it's like it's like how you you know who Elon Musk is, but you don't personally know Elon Musk. It's like Wait, that. do you know Elon Musk? Well, I know Elon Musk. I'm, what? I was saying like like the way you know Elon Musk. But wait, how do you know Elon Musk? We're we're tight. And how do you know how I know Elon Musk? <laughs> because he, I said, hey, did you ever meet Vangelis? And he went, what? <laughs> come, come on, I build rockets. That narc. He let he let slip. That narc. Oh. What did he narc? He just this this dissed on you, really. I mean, that's not narking. I, I don't know, man. He sounds like a. Anyway, I found my pictures I was looking for. <laughs> now that I've killed enough time. <laughs> uh, first thing I got: these, uh, a bunch of these things were from uh, some big bad toy store pile of loot buildup. Uh, one of them was Garatron Thunderstorm, which is uh, a third party version of uh, Thunderwing from IDW, where he, his whole pretender gimmick is that. Thunderwing is a jet that turns into Thunderwing as you tend to think of him, which is a robot based on his old pretender shell. And so he has this pretender mode where his wings and turbines wrap around him to turn into a kind of dreadnought suit. Uh, and the toy does it. And that's kind of cool. Um, only bummer about the toy is it's very durable, except it also has like the wings <laughs> are on the hinges. And then there's it's so durable. Ugh. It's so durable. I can't believe Ugh. it. There's there's a part where the wings are on hinges and then those hinges have peg holes on them that tab into the legs for jet mode to kind of just like hold the wings on to the bulk underneath. The peg hole is on the hinge. So if you start, if you twist the wing hinge, you can twist the peg hole with the pegs still in it. Uh, and then if you don't know that's happening, you can do what I did and accidentally snap a peg off. Yeah. Uh, I have gotten the snap peg out of the hole, and there's enough peg left over that it still works, so I, I, I got over it. Um, aside from that, the toy's neat. It's, it's like, it's someone's first effort, but it's built really strong. Uh, you know, obviously not strong enough to deal with a twisted peg. Um, and there's a lot of articulation, even though, like, it's, he's not, like, super articulated, if you know what that means. Like, he can't do a ton of different poses. He's just got lots of joints, so you can get him into, you know, your basic four or five poses. Um, I kind of like it. It's also just big. It's a big ass Thunderwing, and uh, I kind I kind of enjoy that. Uh, the other thing from that pile of loot was I've now got I finally finished my set of Master Made <clears throat> third party city bots. Uh, they're the guys who do the the super deformed style uh, Metroplex and Trypticon and uh, Scorponok and Omega Supreme, and I love their stuff. And the one of their things I never had was their first one, which was Metroplex, and now I got them. And uh, he is pretty darn good. He's probably the worst of the four, 
But when I say that, I mean because he came out first and then the other three built on him and improved on what uh, on what Metroplex was as a baseline. Uh, so I still really dig him. It's just he's not as as impressive as, you know, like their Omega Supreme who does everything he does. It just does it like, you know, 100 times harder. Uh, I also don't have the batteries for him because he needs 337 batteries. No one sells those. I have to get them off like Amazon or something. And I didn't really feel like doing that. I was like, no, I'm sure I can find some 337 batteries in all the places I buy my batteries at. But no, they all just have 377 batteries, which I looked up on the internet. Those are apparently different. So uh, I still haven't tried out his light up eyes or light up chest, which bums me out because his light up eyes have got like a dial to like move the pupils left and right, like on big official Metroplex. And that, that excites me. Especially because on this one, the light won't be blinking like it does on big official Metroplex. Um, the third thing that I got... Uh, where is it? Is uh, this, uh, this came via a uh, a consumer of media I make. Uh, it goes by Shadow Scribe. Very kindly offered to send over the last two parts of Fans Project's Dino King that I didn't have. I didn't have the two leg robots. And uh, Shadow Scribe was, uh, was super cool about it. Uh, offered to send them over, um, and uh, and then did so, and I very much appreciate that. Thank you very much uh, for doing so, because uh, the built Dino King is 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 better than I was expecting. I wasn't expecting a ton, and the way that he's built, like he he is a solidly built combiner when he's all put together. He's full of little flaws, like tons of parts collision, uh, and his his wrist joints are not at all built to hold the gigantic axe that he comes with. But, like, there's also parts of him that are sort of fun. So, I don't know. I'm like, I, I like the set, even though it is riddled with flaws. Um, and I like the four other individual robots more now that I've got the whole team. Like, I had that weird effect happen where you have parts of a combiner and you're like, I don't know, this is okay. Then you have the whole team lined up in front of you in individual modes and you're like, oh, suddenly this is really cool. So, uh... Thank you again, Shadow Scribe, for doing for, uh, for doing that. That was much appreciated. Very kind of you, um, Seth. That that's all I did. That was on topic. Do you have any any thoughts you want to pepper in on any of this? Now, what I'm not remembering offhand what the individual Dino King bots were. Oh, I, I actually lost some of your audio while you were saying that. No, oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the I'm not remembering offhand quickly what the individual bots were from dino king oh they it was basically monstructor oh okay um so this is like a third party monstructor but in the more popular colors yeah looks neat yeah the the individual robot modes are all cool the alt modes are very much the monstructor g1 alt modes in that they're kind of they all kind of turn into a vague nothing uh Except they do it in a way that's kind of fun. The only bummer is that these things, when they came out, the limbs were like f 50 to 70 bucks a piece. And it really sucked when you got it. And it's like, well, this is built well, but to transform it, I kind of just fold it up into a monster-shaped mush. And then it's done. Uh, that was sort of a bummer. This set is now on discount, like, everywhere. Um... But yeah, it's just, it's built really solid. The reason why a lot of these figures are so expensive is because it's like if you took a Combiner Wars limb robot and then put ratchet joints into literally everything, that's how I think these ended up being so expensive. Uh, I've disassembled one or two of these figures for reasons, and their ratchet systems are straight up like 
two geared teeth discs with a big spring pushing them together. Like, they're not, you know, friction ratchets. They're straight-up real ratchets. Not oh. fake ratchets. Uh, anyway, that's all I did. I'm, I'm dusting my hands off. That's all I did on topic-wise. Seth, did you do anything off-topic-wise? I did some Star Wars stuff. Star Wars? What's the Star Wars things? So Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> Who are you? Carl Anderson or the other one? Who told you I'm Carl? Gallows. Anyway. Are you Gallows and Anderson? I am both Gallows and Anderson, yes. They call people nerds now. It's pretty great. Uh, I'm okay with that. And the wrestling. Oh, I got some wrestling to talk about in a bit. Yeah, last night they came out and called the Hardy Boys nerds. What? <laughs> they can't do that. Said so you're just a couple nerds. <laughs> I love it. It's great. Um, so there's the 40th anniversary Star Wars black figures coming out that are like the original assortment of Star Wars toys from back in day. Yeah, on I've seen retro those. style cards. Right, so like a month or two ago, I saw one Obi-Wan Kenobi, and that was the only one I had seen. Now, I'm not out to get them all because I'm I'm just going to open them. It would be cool to have like a whole set like on those cards, but I don't I don't do that. Mm-hmm. And then it would be cool to have a whole set on the display stand that the Darth Vader comes with, but so many of them are effectively figures I already have. Yeah. from earlier releases. So just, I'm I, just... Huh? I heard that, like, Leia and Obi-Wan got, like, updated head sculpts is what I heard. Yeah, I think there's, like, slight tweaks on most, if not all of them, but I've, I just didn't feel like they were different enough to buy again. Yeah. Um, and also, it's turning out to be nearly impossible to find those damn things around here. Because I saw that one we Obi-Wan... Got, we got tons of the Vaders over here, but that's because in Canada, he costs 70 Canadian dollars. Yeah. Because of that big, dumb stand he comes with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I see the Obi-Wan and nothing else for a month, two months, whatever whatever it's been. And then we were in Target and they had one Jawa. So I was like, yeah, Snatch. <laughs> get that. Um, I would like to find another Jawa. Did, did you um, say yeah or did you say ooh, teeny? No, I went ooh and I grabbed it. <laughs> And you said it's teeny. Uh, 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 um, so I'd like to get at least another Jawa. I'd like to find the Sand Person. Sand Person is getting a regular Black Series release that looks mm-hmm. pretty much identical, but they come with three different ends for their gaffy stick and the big long rifle. So you could get up to four of them and have them slightly differently armed. Okay. Um, so that's cool. Um, and then like the Death Star Commander, like, and then just like the ones that haven't had any figures yet so far, Commando or whatever that guy's called with the big giant dopey helmet. Um, so I gotta keep looking, but I got the Jawa. Jawa is Jawa is cool. Um, he comes with two guns, and one is connected. To his back by a little like hose, and that fits into a holster, and then he's just got to hold the other gun. But that gun that fits into the holster has this big 
fat muzzle and a super thin barrel connecting it to the body of the gun. And man, was I nervous pushing that thing into the holster because <laughs> that barrel is so scary thin. <laughs> but uh, I think it's just going to stay in the holster. I'm not going to mess with that. Yeah. Uh, if I do get a second Jawa, he'll hold that gun yeah, that, out of the holster primarily. That's his, that's his whole job is to yeah. hold the big scary gun. <laughs> yeah, and then that's how they look different because they're holding different guns. Um, But, you know, it, it's cool. It's well sculpted. His little cloak makes his leg articulation completely useless because you can't move the legs in any meaningful way. Yay! <laughs> um, but otherwise, it's fine. Um, then... Went to Toys R Us, and they had hella those Darth Vaders. So I got one of those. Uh, I haven't I, uh, opened it yet. But I, I, heard it. it's, I heard it's real good, and I, I kind of want one. So I, I keep going, like, I'm gonna I'm just waiting for the day that, like, they go slightly on sale. Yeah. And then I'm going to try to sell all the stuff that isn't Darth Vader um, to someone who maybe will buy it. Yeah, I... I think on the Entertainment Earth podcast, I think it was Adam Paulus talked about getting multiple stands, um, but I forget how he phrased using them or why getting multiple stands would be good. Um, mm-hmm. So there may be a market out there for those stands. But then someone also made the point to me I could use that stand for my weird little collection of First Order characters. Sure. So I was like, oh man. You could stand all kinds of stuff on that stand. That's why they call it a stand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, I've heard that Darth Vader's improved, and it's it's specifically an Episode Four accurate version. Mm-hmm. So just like the way the the bits of his robe go over a uh, part of his armor instead of underneath, like it is in all the other movies, and the the red tint to his eye lenses, like that's all in there. Um, assuming the cape isn't ridiculously long, that that's another big yeah. bonus. I heard that the helmet sculpt is like pretty darn good too, from the kind of folks who are very particular about Darth Vader helmet sculpts. Yeah, and people are like, especially yeah. whenever you've got. It seems whenever there's a Darth Vader or a Boba Fett, people are analyzing colors and measurements of features of the helmet to determine whether or not it's the empire strikes back or the return of the jedi boba fett yeah or which movie darth vader it is and if it's if it seems in any way like a mishmash it's like well this is the episode four helmet but it's the return of the jedi chess piece and blah, blah, and then they get all uptight that's how I know I'm not as hardcore a Star Wars fan as some other folks are. Yeah. Does cause... it look like Darth Vader? Then it's good enough for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, like that, that happened with the, the Boba Fett, like the Comic-Con Boba Fett uh, is like one color scheme. And then the single release Boba was a different one. And there were people who were like debating like, well, I like the accessories that this one comes with, but I like the color scheme from this movie better. And it's like, they're barely different. They're super same. Yeah. I'm just going to get one and enjoy it. 
I know that there are parallels to this. Like I was just talking about how I prefer a slightly turquoise slug slinger versus a slightly blue slug slinger. But like even then, one of them's turquoise and one of them's blue. Like that's a bit yeah. more you know it's a bit more obvious than some of the stuff that I've seen folks talk about. Yeah. Well when you put the two Boba Feds next to each other, you it, it's pretty clear that there's different colors going on. I think yeah. for the most part it's harder to spot the Vader differences for me. So, you know, whatever. As long as it's a good yeah. figure, it's fine. I'm happy with it. Um, but I haven't opened it yet, so I can't really comment that much on that. Uh, then I got May Effects R2-D2 and C-3PO. Ooh. So here's what happened. So I got those right. Bandai model kits, R2-D2 and C-3PO, because it bugs me how stupid little the Black Series R2-D2 is. Mm-hmm. And then... They finally put out C-3PO, and he's got this, the dumb red arm. And it's like, okay, great. That's great. I'm going to get these models, because everyone said that the R2-D2 is the perfect size. Buy the models. I start getting to the point where I realize I ain't never going to build these models. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am never going to get around to it. Uh, they're just going to be in boxes here. Maybe I'll try to sell them. I don't know. That's what um, I did. Because <laughs> <laughs> I realized I'm never going to... I was like... I would I like the idea of me building these, but I already have a bajillion like legit anime robots that I know and love that I would like to build before these two, and I still haven't built those. Right. Well, I opened the boxes up to be like, okay, what paint do I need? Yeah. And then I just started looking at the parts and I started trying to figure stuff out and I was looking at all the parts and then I started like getting like a stress headache thinking about all the work and knowing that I'm just not going to get around to it. Um, and and you then, can't really, you can't really top coat that C3PO either. Yeah. And then I'm looking, and... right. And then I'm looking at pictures and then I'm looking at the, 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 the vac metal plastic that he comes in. And I'm like, I know as I'm cutting these parts off the sprues, I'm going to like not cut it right or something. I'm going to screw up the finish. And well, then I'm looking at pictures. I'm like, well, these have like weathering and shading on them. And like, that's a level of painting that I'm not ready to commit to right now. Mm-hmm. And, and then I started stressing out about it more. And then I was just like, I'm just going to close these boxes up and try not to think about it anymore. <laughs> then I saw pictures of the May effects ones and I really liked the weathering on them. So I started trying to do some research and stuff. I started asking people on Twitter. I started looking up comparison videos. Um, well, like uh, Kicker Hipster or whatever um, his Twitter name is. So oh, yeah, some yeah. comparison videos. Um, and uh, so, oh, and then there were uh, Bandai figure art. R2-G2 and C-3PO coming soon. Oh, I and forgot I, about those. Yeah, I put in a pre-order on those and then started looking at the May Effects ones. And then, like, in those comparison videos, so they were comparing the May Effects, the black, and the model kits. So where the model kit R2-D2 is a good size, the C-3PO is, like, really undersized. The C-3PO model kit is small. Like, too small. Um, or not- noticeably small. <laughs> like, however you want to phrase it. Um, 
then I was looking at the finishes. I'm like, well, for the model kit, if I want it to be weathered and shaded at all, I'm going to have to do that myself. The Bandai Figure Arts ones that are coming seem to have no weathering on them. They're like very clean. And the Mayfex ones have really great looking weathering. Mm-hmm. They look great. And it seems like everyone really likes the R2-D2 because he's, he's pretty cool. Like his third leg pops in and out on a spring. Like you push up the, the third leg and there's a click and then it pops out. And then you pull it the rest of the way out. And then when you're done with it, you just shove it back up into his his body. Um, and the little red light thing on his face under his eye that like kind of turns blue and, and sometimes in the movies like it will shift between red and blue that's clear plastic and unpainted um so if you were really enterprising you could rig a light up in his head dome and light that light up if you if you were into it um to doing that which is kind of neat um he doesn't come with as many accessories and and doodads that some of the other ones do like the the hasbro black figure has like all these arms that pop out and stuff um all that the May Effects one comes with are uh, um, the the parts to turn them into the bar robot from Java's Barge, um, which requires popping the head off and popping part of his head out and then replacing it with the, the drink dispensing arm. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then plugging the, uh, the, the, the little bar rack to his shoulders to wrap around his head like the, that's the only accessories that that r2 has he doesn't have any little arms that pop out or anything um you know it's fine i think the the paint job and the way better scale size more than make up for it um the the less um accessories c3po looks great and if you like toys that go to pieces every time you touch it, this is the action figure for you. All right. <laughs> um, he falls <laughs> apart super duper easy. So taking it out of the package, um, his chest separated from the abdomen and the back of his head fell off. And then when I slightly touched his right arm, that came off too. <laughs> And in, like, the video that that Kicker sent me, his biggest problem was the back of the head and one of the legs. Like, if he picked it up by the chest, um, it would leave a leg behind. Because <laughs> all these, um, all, all the connection parts are just straight pegs. Yeah. Like, there's no mushroom tip or flare or anything to them. They're just straight. And not much friction. So they just slide right out. Um, so I knew that going into the set. So I, I wasn't like shocked or something when I when I opened it. Um, and, and I figured like, well, I'll just try dipping like all these pegs and crap into floor polish and see if I could tighten up those connections and it will be fine. Like I'll figure it out. Um just dipping pegs in floor polish is going to be a lot easier than trying to build a friggin' model kit. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I haven't, I haven't embarked on that project yet, but the, I, again, the weathering is fantastic. It looks really good when it's held together. Um, he's 
significantly taller than the model kit one, uh, which fits him right in uh, height-wise with with the Hasbro figures. And uh, like a lot of Japanese figures tend to skew smaller, I notice. Yeah, it's uh, actually is kind of annoying once I started. Uh, I forgot what it was. I think it was Figma Giver that did uh-huh. that in a way that kind of bummed me out because he even skewed small for a Japanese figure and he, he just looks like a baby next to like everything <laughs> else. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So they're, they're a good size to fit in with black figures. Um, mm. Even if they're like painted way better than anything Hasbro's going to do. Um, like yeah. right now, just sitting on top of my computer, I have that R2D2 and the Jawa. They look pretty nice sitting next to each other. And then I have the Hasbro R2-D2, and it, it's stupid how much smaller it is. It's like, <laughs> it's almost an entire, like, head dome shorter. It's ridiculous how little they made that damn thing. Um, the only real detail that I think you you could nitpick as far as the C-3PO sculpt is his abdomen bit, like the black part with the wires, is pretty long. Like, that mm. looks a little stretched out. Um, looking at it when he came apart, um, it looks like you could like file down the top of that if you really wanted to and shorten them a little. Uh, the other option is to get the C-3PO that comes with BB-8, but then you get the red arm, yeah. and it's a lot cleaner, so you can't just swap... Um, the dirty C-3PO arm on because it's clearly a different finish. Like it, it, it doesn't, it doesn't go. Um, but that abdomen piece is shorter, which brings him more proportion looking. Mm. And it doesn't change his height that much. It's, it seems like a pretty negligible, neg- negligible change in height. Uh, but I just I didn't want the red arm because I can't recognize C-3PO with the red arm. Uh, yeah, and the, <laughs> everything, I, like, I haven't looked too deep, but, like, I heard, like, oh, the red arm is a hook for a, a, an add-on piece of fiction. I was like, well, that's cool. And then I heard the add-on piece of fiction. That, like, I don't even remember anymore, but I read a summary of it, and I was like, this just seems kind of, like, not even bad. It's just, like, very boring for what is messing with the visual look of an entire iconic character. Well, I don't <laughs> mind the red arm thing in the movie. Yeah. Like, it's fine. I don't, yeah, it's I don't, like I don't he, hate it. He had the silver leg already, so it's not like he's always been 100% gold. It's, I think it's just because it's, it's, it's red, which is a very sticky-outy color as well. Yeah. And so I'm I'm like, I hope there's an awesome reason for that. And like I, I just didn't find the reason super awesome. Oh, I never found out what the reason was. I don't even um, remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even care that much. Like, yeah, like, I don't mind in the movie. It's just, for my display... I wanted an iconic R2-D2 and C-3PO. And for me, that's dirty. Like, they're dirty. That's dirty. That was, like, the last straw for getting the May FX ones. Was, like, like the two deciding factors were their height and that that weathered paint job, which I think looks fantastic. I think both of them look amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just, if you're going to go into it, no you're going to have to deal with some C-3PO nonsense. Yeah. And now if I wanted specifically a a Force Awakens kind of display, then of course I'd get that red-armed one. But that's not what I was after. 
have a feeling like maybe you aren't hearing me anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, I lost you like half. <laughs> I lost you halfway through that sentence. Yeah, we're we're trying stopped, new stuff and there was here. A long silence. <laughs> yeah, I heard. I heard you like starting to say that sentence, and it stopped. And I was like, "Well, sometimes it only lasts for half a second, but then it lasted longer." And I was like, "Hmm." Yeah, I I lost hearing you for a second or two at the very beginning, but yeah. it was the sort of situation where you were back before you were done, and I was able to kind of infer what had been said. I'm always fingers crossed that that's what's going to happen when I, whenever I hear I lose signal on one of these things. Well, there's the little voice connected icon down near the bottom, and every yeah. now and then that drops down into the yellow for me. And I don't ah. know if that's my connection or your connection or the connection we have to each other. Yeah, um, this is the lit- I literally installed this application minutes before we started, so. Yeah, we're kind of we're kind of trying to get the hang of it. Um, did I, I mentioned at the start right that like I literally can't run Skype on my Mac anymore? Uh, you said something opened wrong, or some other version opened. Yeah, it like it wouldn't let me log in to my version of Skype anymore. It said updated, so I was like, okay. Then I updated, and it said you don't have the right OS anymore. And I was like, yeah, well, this is my middle finger I'm waving at you. So <laughs> I got your OS right here. <laughs> Why don't you sit on this OS, swivel on it, or whatever the saying is? <laughs> Ew. Um. Anything else off topic on your end, Seth? Mm, nope. All right, I just got one main on on or off topic thing to talk about, uh, and that is the fact that I was in the states and I found some SH figures. Oh, yeah, in <laughs> Toys R Us, and the prices were pretty good. Seth, did you see my pictures I took of them? Yes, I did. Okay, uh, so you saw, I saw you them saw... one morning, and I said to the girlfriend, "Oh, geez." You saw the, Chris the path that went him. down. <laughs> you saw the the weird trip. That was a long yeah. day of creativity i couldn't stop <laughs> and i was like what if i pull the rock in half and what if i stick steve austin's screaming head inside the rock's <laughs> pelvis <laughs> uh sh figure art steve austin and the rock uh rocky maya via dwayne johnson are uh they're both pretty darn cool holy crap the the head sculpts have that great thing that are on the star wars and the bruce lee head sculpts where it's like it's uncanny valley almost how close they are to lifelike um which means that then they look super frigging weird if you do the kind of yeah. things I was doing. <laughs> uh, and, uh, like, I, I I haven't even tried to put them in a wrestling pose yet. I was just like, no. I oh. I, the, <laughs> I, I haven't with mine. Yeah, the, what are you, nuts? <laughs> the Rock is just going to always be holding this microphone with one hand and always be pointing with the other hand. <laughs> I'll switch the heads sometimes. Uh, with Steve Austin, I, I played around a bit more after I took photos because I was like, oh, I want to try some of these other heads. And like, you know, his open mouth head is hilarious. Uh, but then he's got this other head where he's kind of glancing off to one side. And that's kind of funny, too. Um, <laughs> the uh, the hands that are supposed to be simultaneously the middle finger flip hands, the open hands and the beer can holding hands. Yeah. Like you said, that is this terrible. It's, it's completely. It's under par for fig arts, 100%. I'm amazed that they went for such a lousy fusion. Like, Well, and because he also comes with those hands that have less articulation, I don't know why those didn't have the, the pegs in the palm to hold the beer cans and I, then I have even... an articulated finger hands that could do a more convincing middle finger. 
or just dedicated middle finger hands. Yeah, you know? that, like, that would probably be the best solution. Looking at, at him and The Rock's trays next to each other, the only thing I can even think of is that Steve Austin's vest was expensive enough to rob him of extra hands. But like... <laughs> The, the the beer cans feel bad going on. Those those pegs feel like they're going to break when I put yeah. the beer cans on them. Um, and like, here's the thing that gets me. The Rock doesn't need a peg to hold his microphone. I know beer cans are somewhat different, but I also know the pedigree of SH Fig Arts. Those pegs are unnecessary, uh, especially if they're allowing for moving knuckles. That should have been enough. So Steve Austin is easily the like the worst of the two. Um the Rock is also just the funniest of the two. Like, he looks more like The Rock. He has a lot more funny potential. Steve Austin's main thing is he looks more horrific with the, <laughs> with the mouth open head. Um, there's just more horrible stuff you can do with the Steve Austin figure. Uh, if you're only going to get one, like, get The Rock. Um, also, what was kind of cool is The Rock was the one that was on sale at Toys R Us. Uh, well, that's, that's how I felt anyway. Like, that's... I don't know. Seth, did you think Steve Austin was better? Uh, I went into it thinking if I only get one of these guys, I'm going to get Steve Austin. Um, and then it was easy enough to get The Rock, too. Um, yeah. I, I just, I, for me, there's like more, I have more crazy ideas of stuff I could do with Steve than than uh, Rocky Maivia. Not that I dislike the rock at all i mean it, yeah. it's also a crazy weird figure just early on i i just had more of a flood of dumb steve austin ideas and i did dumb rock ideas steve austin is a better dumb figure yeah <laughs> by far i feel i feel like if you're on enough of a budget where you have to pick it's like i think you'll get a more solid experience out of the rock but Steve Austin is by far better at being stupid and like doing really weird stuff with this is it's the open mouth face on him. Like it's yeah. how many different things can you do with that face? And like it, 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 the best part is it doesn't look anything like it's threatening at all. It's, it works on multiple levels that are not its intended function. It looks like he's yawning. It looks like he's in pain. It looks like he's <laughs> it looks like an O face. It looks like he's suffering brain damage. It looks like he's terrified. Like it all just depends on your lighting and your angle. Uh, well, the two pictures I, I just sent you, I'm using Steve Austin as it using that face as like in shock yeah it, it, like with his hands on too. his head going what yeah <laughs> <laughs> like and i'm sure that face was meant to be him roaring triumphantly and that's like the one thing it doesn't look like <laughs> um but like if you were like i would wholeheartedly if you were already the kind of person who's like i kind of want sh fig arts a wrestler you just get both like they're they kind of go together real well they both like fill in each other's gaps pretty well um, I'm actually now starting to think about Kane and the Undertaker and Triple H again, but I still don't know if those two are going or those three are going to be as entertaining as these two are. Like, yeah, uh, I'm Und just Undertaker not. just looks boring, you know. Yeah, um, I'm. I'm just. I'm not interested in any of those others. Isn't there a Vince McMahon? Vince McMahon in a business suit is the one that I'm starting to think might be my third. Yeah. Because especially if they give you enough crazy Vince faces. <laughs> like, this, that that would be the Austin Experience Plus. Yeah. Like, I'm, and also, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about Vince, Undertaker, Kane, Triple H, eh. Um, and then I'm just kind of hoping they do 
some modern people. Yeah. Well, specific modern people. I really want Shinsuke Nakamura. Like, it sounds like Nakamura is, like, top of the we hope we can do this list. Yeah. Because I'm sure that would also have a lot of play in Japan, too. And then if uh, they did Finn Balor, I would have an excuse. Because my girlfriend would be totally not against me getting Finn Balor. She's got a crazy crush on that Finn Balor guy. Oh, like <laughs> photorealistic head sculpt Finn Balor, yeah. too, right? This thing, photorealistic Vince McMahon head sculpt that I can just put onto other toys is really exciting to me. Like and stick, I don't stick... want Demon Finn. I want his little jacket that he's been coming out to lately. Oh, yeah, the Balor Club or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to stick Vince McMahon's head onto, like, various robot bodies. Go, like, this is future Vince. This is how he will stay immortal. <laughs> yeah. Stick Vince McMahon's head on Megatron's body and go, like, check it out. Transformer 6. Let's do this. Stick it in a jar. <laughs> yeah. It's head in a jar. Yeah. I mean, he should come Rig with extra ones. Jar. He should come with extra ones, right? So I'd be able to have one set aside to keep in a jar. <laughs> Absolutely. I would. Uh... I would anyway, totally come with extra ones. That's uh, that's my off-topic, what we got this week. Um, those are my wishes for SH Fig Arts World Wrestling Entertainment. And uh, that is our podcast. Um, next episode is going to be an even-numbered episode that is also going to be uh, recorded at TFCon. Um, additionally, there will be the TFCon podcast roundtables, a short one on Friday, long one on Sunday, and uh, and hopefully some various other stuff. Hopefully I can get some of them interviews going too i'm hoping i can i can work up the gumption uh to ask people out on an interview but you know it's it's hard you know rejection rejection is difficult as they say yeah um you just deal with it yeah i just gotta gotta deal with it um seth hey looking back at the pictures i took of those rockin austins i was reminded i think the smiling austin face is probably the worst one yeah (laughs) it looks real goofy so that's the one that I think, like, if I can find, like, that one might vie for second best for dumb photos. Because, yeah, he looks, I don't even know where the hell that face is coming from. Like, when has Austin ever had a goofy, like, oh, yuck? Kind of like. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey, I love <Vince>. beer. <laughs> hey there, The Rock. I'm going to throw your belt in the river. <laughs> like, the only thing that would save that is if I could get, like, a tiny hat to put on that head. Oh. Like a really tiny hat. Like cowboy hat? Little cowboy yeah. hat? Yeah, teeny tiny cowboy hat. That would make me happy. Um But Seth, it's a TFCon weekend. Are you gonna be if we if we get anything streaming, I think you might pop in or you're gonna be busy. Um What day is it gonna be? Sunday? Yeah. Maybe. Alright. I know there's one big project this weekend, but I don't know if it's Saturday or Sunday. Yeah, I, I got no guarantee that we'll have streaming running, but if, you know, I'm going to try, like I always do. Um, so if you can pop in, that'd be cool. Uh, and if you are listening to this before TFCon somehow, because I actually don't even know if I'll get this up before TFCon, but I'm going to try. You failed! Then uh, please say hello if you see me or Aaron, especially if you see Aaron. If you see Aaron, like, don't just say hello, like, like grab him. Just grab him. Grab him hard. Scream about helicopters. Scream, scream about helicopters and just grip his buttocks. Don't do that. That's probably actually, that's probably illegal to just grab Aaron by the buttocks. It shouldn't be. I don't know. Um, well, his girlfriend might wreck you. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Elfie's coming. <laughs> yeah, she no, she will. She will actually kill you. So yeah, don't do that. Yeah, she so, knows martial arts stuff. Yeah, and not like not like you know fancy pants. Wave my hands around martial arts like like she knows like I, I punch my fist through a board kind of martial arts. Yeah, and then like one. get human she's bodies a, she's a lot a, weaker she's than a board. Tough little firecracker that one. If you can punch through a board, you can punch through a human bone. Is all I'm saying. Yeah. Um. If you could dodge yeah. a wrench, you could dodge a ball. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm looking forward to it. I'm a little nervous because there's a lot I wanted to get ready before TFCon, and now I have a few days to get all that ready. But uh, I'm going to go do that now. So thank you all for listening. Thanks, Seth, for joining me. Thanks for taking the plunge on the Discord train with me here. Yeah. Well, I mean, it seemed like that's where we were going. So, oh, yep. well, if we can't get Skype working, I might as well spend this time downloading discord skype is actively tr- fighting us now so uh i i don't feel like i want to do any work to get skype to work <laughs> i'd rather just figure this out um that's all i got thanks for listening everyone have a good night Bye. Yes. What the f- that?